Hello and welcome back to the Sabre Hockey Show. My name is Yuri Hewson and here with me again today is my co-host Calvin Simon. And joining us today is the Shockby Boys Junior Varsity Head Coach Bubba Kubish. On today's show we discuss the recent games for the boys high school team. We're excited to talk about our 1-1 tie with number three ranked Rogers. And we end the show with an interview with Coach Bubba and talk a little bit about the 7-0 start for the boys JV team. If you haven't yet, make sure you give us a follow on whatever platform you're listening on. And also, if you enjoy our show, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you missed our last episode, make sure to go give it a listen as we are excited to bring you the most up-to-date news on Sabre Hockey. So, Bubba, we're, we're going to get started with episode 10 now. Hit, finally hit double digits on the podcast episodes. Just starting it out. Crazy to think that we're already at episode 10. I mean, with the amount of guests that we've had, it's been pretty cool. The milestone for number 10, I would say. And I'm just elated that episode 10 we get to share with the Bubba Kubish. Welcome, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. I'm honored. <laughs> well, well, Calvin was telling me before the show that I shouldn't worry because I have a good face for radio. Um, so, uh, I did I'm, say that. That was a chirp. I have the I comfort. on the ice today, yeah. But, uh, and Matt Underwood, uh, he coined this one, but he said uh, he has a face only a mother can love. So, <laughs> I, But it all, hey, it all works out in the podcast realm. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, you look great now. If anyone, could see, if anyone doesn't know what Bubble looks like, just think uh, a really good-looking man with a goatee and a head of, <laughs> a head of hair that is just fantastic. Uh, Kelvin, you're too kind. I appreciate it. Um, I am married happily. So yeah. well, uh, Christmas is around the corner, so I'm dishing all compliments I, today. Yeah, no, very, very thankful for that. So we'll get into a little bit about Bubba here in a little bit, but we want to kind of go into the recap of kind of the past. We, I mean, the last episode that we did, episode nine, uh, we did it right after the two first two games of the season, uh, kind of went into what really the preparation looks like from the beginning of tryout time all the way to like the first games and then the first two games that we had at the big opener. Uh, now we'll kind of go into, it's been a pretty busy schedule since we've recorded this when we played five more games. So seven total games under the belt. We'll kind of just glance over a little bit about each game. Uh, so we'll start uh, with the game Chanhassen at Chanhassen. This was recorded, or episode nine was recorded the day before. Uh, the Chan Hassan game yeah, two days or two right, days before. Right before yeah. So didn't get to touch on that. Uh, didn't game didn't end up how we really necessarily thought it was going to. We thought it'd be at least a little bit of a closer it was game. A, it was a big eye opener for us. Yeah. Um, it was uh, a test uh, that was more challenging than Holy Angels and Duluth East. No disrespect to them. They're great clubs um, historically and have, have competed in one you know, state championships historically. Um, Chan was hungry uh, they had come off of their opening weekend 0-2, and we were 2-0. Uh, we were getting a lot of love on the social media networks. They were getting pushed around, um, and they came out, you know, like like a hungry dog is when he's trapped in the corner and caged, ready to play. And and we tried to give all the the, the communication to the guys that this these guys are going to be absolutely fired up to play. We have to play our game. And we have to be dialed in, and we got to weather the storm early. And um, you know, we just we just didn't do some of the things that we had been doing consistently. We got a bit cute, um, but we learned a lot from that, and, and we grew from it. Uh, but it was a tough game. It's it's tough because it's sections. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a section opponent, and so that's a clunker to have. Um, you know, when when you play that way against a team that's going to be a section opponent, that's you know going to be jockeying for position to you know, be on the other side of the bracket from Minnetonka. Um, yeah, it's a bummer, but like I said, we learned a lot from it. Yeah, and especially the way I see it, um, when I was in the stands for that game, one of the games that I got to watch, it was, as you said, it was frustrating as uh, to be in, in the arena for that game. Go such, Start the season with such high hopes, especially after two wins, and then you go and kind of drop a little bit of a bigger game um, on the scoreboard-wise. And it the positive note from there, though, is it's over with now, and... Like you said, team learned a lot, and it was a great learning experience. And you want the learning experiences to come now at the beginning, the first two weeks of the season, rather than that being a late February matchup 
uh, and it going that way. So um, absolutely, and that's part of the reason we, we're playing so many games right now, right? So we can really learn about who we are and really put ourselves in those situations. You know, we we refer to the games as test days, right? Practices are more you know your typical classroom days where we're learning and growing. I uh, can make the changes and, and work through it, and you know the more tests we can have really to understand who we are. Um, the better. And, you know, that's why we've, we've played a lot of games early this season. Yeah. So that was a busy week. So that game at, at Chanhassen was on Tuesday. Um, and then you went Thursday to Chaska. Um, so a little bit of a youth association battle there and you had Ch- Chanhassen. Now you have Chaska. Um, Chaska, not so much as highly profound as Chanhassen has been the last few seasons. Um, so you go into after, uh, kind of crushing defeat you go into chaska what was kind of the thoughts before the game going into that chaska game to just two days later again a section opponent um you know you you want to win them all we felt like we're supposed to win this game sometimes those are the ones that get me a little bit more uh, nervous right when the expectations are there and you're but you're supposed to win and you know are the guys taking it as serious fortunately you know coming off of the Chan Hassan game, we were fired up to play. Now it was our turn, um, similar to how Chan was feeling, and Chaska took the brunt of that. You know, the the interesting thing is, not too long ago, Chaska, as a high school hockey team, was really good. Oh, yeah. Um, really good. My, my very first season, we played them in the section quarterfinal game, uh, and they put nine on us, and it was, you know, they, it was a lot. Yeah. Um, they were good. They had a lot of D1 kids, you know, and – um, now it seems to have ebbed and flowed a bit to you know the kids choosing Chanhassen or Minnetonka or Holy Family or or even you know making their way to Shakopee and that's the nature of the game now. But yeah, Cheska is is not the same they were a handful of years ago. It started off tight though. Um, mm-hmm. It was they scored first. Um, so you know after that goal in my head I said to the guys you know hey I try to tell you you better not overlook these guys. They are gonna it's their home opener. They're gonna be fired up to play. Um, but we re- we responded really well on that one in the second period, and and once we kind of opened the floodgates, you know, we felt really comfortable and we handled the puck and we started to make the plays and work on the things that we've been challenging them to work on in practice. So it was all in all a good rebound game for us from the the Chanhassen clunker. Yeah, just a few things. I mean, when I was looking at the stat sheet, that was one of the games I wasn't at. Um, good night on the power play, went three for five, so raised sixty uh, percent on the power play. Always good uh, to have a percentage like that on the power play. Um, one of the biggest, I think the biggest shot on goal game that you've had this year, even with the Apple Valley Burnsville game, you put up 54 shots on goal um, against the Chaska Netminders. And then also a little shout out to Peyton Chase. Um, he had a hat trick in that game. So I believe that was the third hat trick of the season, uh, what, four games in? So lots of uh, goal scoring happening. And just a little shout out to Peyton um, on his great night that he had on that Thursday. Yeah, you know, that one felt good for him for obvious reasons. And yeah, you know, sometimes goals, they come in bunches. So it was hot for him that night and his stick was was buzzing and he got him at timely times too. Like there was some big goals that we needed to kind of take a deep breath and say, okay, we got this one under control. And he played he played really well. He's he's a gamer. Um, he's a guy that, you know, we're, we're really excited to, to put out on the ice in just about any situation. So then you move on to the next week. So that was a two-game week. Uh, then you go to Tuesday this past week, uh, starting a three-game week, your first uh, conference um, opponent at Lakeville North. Uh, from what I remember, Lakeville North, even when I was playing and before that, I mean, they're a powerhouse team. They've always been really good. Um, and we've started to kind of turn the tide against them. I believe it was my senior or junior year we had our first win against them um in double a and then that turned in from one and one to one and one my senior year and then this year starting one and oh um i believe you guys went one and one against them last year as well um so hopefully starting the season off one and oh against them uh that definitely feel good to get the win there at ames uh i remember it was a packed arena i wasn't at that game but i was watching on the live and that was a fun game to watch uh for a five to one win at lakeville north yeah, you know, it's our fifth game where we're five games in a row on the road, right? So, you know, that we're, we're starting to get, you know, a little bit 
tired, I guess, if you're or, you know, over the bus experience, we're mm-hmm. ready for home games, but it's a conference game. Uh, we've got big goals conference wise this year. We think we can compete and you know, work to earn a conference championship. Uh, obviously that comes down to consistency. Um, this is our first chance to get ourselves, you know, a win in that department. And, um, you know, we came out and, and, and played well. It's a program where we've got some confidence now, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, over the last couple of years, we've found ways to split with them and, and earn some wins. And a couple of them have been on the road with them. So um, last year we were frustrated. We didn't get the sweep. We, you know, started the season well and then uh, ended up losing to them in overtime and then, you know, got the redemption game at their barn later on the season. Um, so this was one where that was kind of still like, no, we wanted to and um, against those guys, you know, Coach Culleton, you know, used to coach in Lakeville North. His daughter, um, you know, played for the Lakeville North girls team. So he just knows a lot of people there. And that's one where it's like, hey, I don't want my my friends I got over here in Lakeville to yeah. be sending me texts and chirping. So, you know, he makes sure the boys are dialed. He's pretty emotional, excited about that one, too. Um, yeah, we we got good goaltending again, um, you know, from from Alexi. Um, he's been really strong for us this season. And we got some timely goals and, you know, really felt comfortable in that game throughout the whole thing yeah uh just a few things that i noticed from the stat sheet on that game four for five on the power play so going from 60 to 80 percent um on the power play that game and then another hat trick fourth hat trick of the year uh his second cooper simpson had his second hat trick of the year i think we're starting to see a trend there as a little foreshadowing for the next game after that um but nonetheless a, a good statement first conference game on the road at lakeville north um then you have your home opener on thursday uh versus apple valley burnsville uh you take this one pretty convincingly and it's always feels good at this point uh especially when you score that many goals uh the game was an 11 to 2 win uh i didn't get to watch this game either but i heard that it was after the first period it wasn't kind of similar to a chaska situation where it wasn't really going the right way until the second period when you like to say that the good teams take over yeah, well, I'm a big believer in that. I've said that in the locker room. I, I probably say it every game. The second period is when best teams take over, right? Everything's settled in. Um, you know, the other team isn't operating with, you know, all that same adrenaline, right? Fatigue starts to set in. You're able to make the adjustments. Good teams are coachable. They take in that information. They go out there and apply it. We started off, um, you know, strong. Uh, we were getting pucks to the net. Um, we we got a goal you know, relatively early in the first five minutes from Simpson, um, and you know we're feeling good. And then they 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 get a power play. You know we take a penalty, um, and 10, 12 seconds into that, uh, they get a shot. It goes in, and so now we're one one. You're like, all right, that's not great. And then we get one back. Right, we finally we get another goal. I think Peyton Chase scored it, and then uh, they get a power play again, and. <laughs> I think this one was like four seconds. They won the puck back to the D. He got it, started to walk in, shot it. It hit somebody. Um, one of our guys, one of their guys, misdirection. Uh, it's in the back of the net. It's another two for two on the power play. Um, and the score is now two to two. And, you know, now this that was, you know, there's probably six, seven minutes left in the period. Um, we're able to get one a little bit later, um, I think, from Will Youngberg on the point. And, you know, you, you go into the period or the intermission up, but you're like, hey, we got to fix some things here, yeah. guys. Our penalty kill has not been where we want it to be all season, um, and it's showing right now. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we had a you know relatively stern conversation in in, in the you know intermission in the locker room, uh, and the boys responded. They came out and played really well. Um, you know, we put 19 shots on the second period. We added five more goals. Uh, we were you know in full control after two periods. So you, you feel good there that they actually responded. We needed to start better after that, and mm-hmm. um, that became a big focus point. You know, in the, in the games upcoming. Yeah. So uh, you got that w- good handed win over Apple Valley Burnsville home opener. Guys are feeling good. Then it comes to the Saturday game. Very anticipated matchup. Uh, I believe they were ranked number four or five coming in. Number three. Well, I, I, number use, three. I use the Let's Play Hockey rankings. Yeah. There's so many rankings out there. They're all good. Um, Let's Play Hockey is a coach's poll, um, and it's not as weekly. It's it's mm-hmm. you know, usually every other week. 
uh, where they do the poll. So it's, you know, things freeze a little bit, but they were number three, either way, mm-hmm. top five. Yeah. Um, the Let's Play Hockey has us ranked 13. Um, so we were, you know, we, in other polls, we've been as high as now this week. Some got us at nine or 10, but 13 seems like the right spot for us in the moment um, until the next Let's Play Hockey comes out. But yeah, they were ranked number three, three and 13, two ranked opponents. Uh, we scrimmaged earlier, you know, we mm-hmm. had talked about that on the last episode. Um, we didn't play some guys. Simpson didn't play. Pedersen didn't play. Seeger didn't play. Colchin, Steinhoff, you know, Alexi Houston, all those guys played in that scrimmage. So we kind of sheltered them from that, had them watch in the stands and say, hey, study, watch what they're doing, understand the guys, those things. Um, we had to put some players out there, of course, and so other guys battled through. Plus, it allowed us to evaluate, like mm-hmm. we said before. Um, so we felt pretty comfortable about what we were up against. We watched good film. Uh, but yeah, then the then the game came, and uh, I'm sure you want to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, so uh, as you probably know, uh, it was a packed house. I was in the stands. It was absolute electric game to be at. I mean, probably one of the most fun games that I've been at, not playing in the last two three years. Um, game ended in a one to one tie. I was shaking the whole time during overtime. It, it, it was stressful up in the stands. Um, it's terrible when you have no control. It's isn't it? t- absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah, imagine now you got a kid out there. Right? Yeah. That's how these parents feel, right? It's very, it's very difficult. But uh, so got the start first period. Uh, Cooper Seeger notches off a good shot by Steinhoff, I believe. Um, but rebound right off the pad, and Seeger was able to put it in. So you're up one nothing after the first period. Pretty good. I mean, besides, I know the style of play that we like to play, um, a little bit more of a possession, and that really wasn't the style that needed to be played um, as Rodgers really plays a similar style. And they like to hold the puck, take their time on the rushes, find guys on the weak side. Um, They ended up getting a goal in the second period. But really, from the middle of the second period on, it was kind of just a defensive battle the whole time. It was chance one way, chance the other way. And then it was really like, it kind of felt like after that, their goal, and it was tied one-to-one going into the third period. I was like, I think it's going to be a two-to-one game and someone's going to win this. I don't think it's one team's going to run away with it or not. And I, I mean, I was right as I don't think it was going to be a high-scoring game. It was ended up in a one-to-one tie, but uh, lots of things to take away. What were uh, the coaches kind of thinking after that game as ties obviously you want to win uh definitely helps that you didn't lose but uh there's definitely some things to improve on and kind of see against a top five ranked team in the state yeah it well you know hindsight's always twenty twenty. so we reflect back on it now and you know i've also watched back on the film so i've got the in you know in the moment perspective and also the reflection perspective um you know one of the things we wanted to do is we want to stay out of the penalty box mm-hmm. um they've got a good power play our penalty kill in the previous game against apple valley and even you know games prior to that um, was having some issues we spent a good amount of time on that uh, you know in our our meeting in chalk talk and video review uh, and on the ice the day before the rogers game so we, you know only taking two penalties was helpful um, one of them was in overtime, uh, so that hurt. Um, you know, took a little bit of the window of sale in the final minute. It's a game in which you're playing against a team that is highly ranked, uh, has you know been competing in section championships and trying to get through and crack through like like we are. Um, and you know, there's also the added dynamic that our kids and their kids know each other pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they're up in Rogers, you know, they've got a, a couple of sophomores or even just 2007 birth years that play play blades or have played in some of these experiences mm-hmm. in the off season together. Um, so there's everyone knows each other pretty good, um, and and I know their coach well, and he knows me well, uh, relatively well as coaches. Right? We've we've done some experiences scrimmages mm-hmm. the last couple of years, and there's a high level of respect. He's done a fantastic job you know turning rogers into what they are today because they weren't that you know prior to him or, or, or at least be you know relatively before that and so he's done a great job with them it was a playoff type feel it, it definitely was right it was a, a defensive battle um you know we feel like we've got especially when he's hot one of if not the you know best goaltenders right and your brother alexi and um that was on full display i i <laughs> Uh, the, the day before the game, after practice, I went home. I, I prayed. I said, I just let Alexi be on tomorrow and we'll, we'll work it out from there, right? If he's on, we've got a really good chance in this because they're probably going to have more shots. They're probably mm-hmm. going to have the puck a little bit more. We're still learning how to be comfortable in all those situations as a group. Um, and so 
first couple saves, I could just tell. I was like, he's dialed. We've got a really good chance here. We just have to play our structure and just on them on the bench. We had a good game plan too mm-hmm. going into it. So we knew what we wanted to do. We, you know, had breakout meetings. It wasn't just team conversations. We talked with the guys uh, in, in, in you know, small groups about, hey, this is your assignment. This is what you're expected to do. This is what we need from you in this game. It might be different than the other games. Um, and then the other big thing that was great for us was we scored first and we're a different team when we do. Most teams are. And we had we weathered the storm of that first, you know, 10-ish minutes mm-hmm. uh, because I knew it was going to be a challenge for us to recalibrate from playing Apple Valley Burnsville where we dominated puck yeah. possession. We were in the ozone. Our mistakes, we could recover from them pretty well and not have it be an issue. Whereas in this game, our mistakes were going to be on display pretty quickly and we were going to be asking Alexi to bail us out. So, um, you know, they, they, I think it was like six or seven, maybe even eight, zero shots, you know, to through the first couple of minutes of the yeah. game. Um, and they were off and running and we knew it was going to be that way. So we, we took a couple of punches right away, didn't give up any blemishes or pucks in the net. Um, and then to get one, you know, off of a play where Steinhoff, you know, zone enters with the puck, does what we ask. If you're outside the dots, do not shoot high, right? You're inside the dot, especially on the rush. Right, you're inside the dots. Be a goal scorer. Make your make your mark. But he shoots it low. He hits it off the leg pad. We had identified that earlier. That hey, there's rebound opportunities if you shoot it low. Uh, the rebound was there. From my perspective, the net was wide open. And then by the time Seeger got to it, I'm like, I don't know how he puts it in. And then he just absolutely roofs it. Right. It was a very pretty goal because um, it's the type of the stuff we talk about. This is how you can actually get goals in playoff type games. So that was all really encouraging. Um, and then, you know, I think as the game went on, uh, of course, they ended up getting one. That's one that I know Alexi wants back. Talking to him, he said he just he, he misinterpreted. He thought the guy that was pushing in was our guy, that he had protection to go out of the net to go freeze it. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy won the battle. He got it out, you know, centered the puck in front, and then there was a wide open net, and our players, you know, weren't able to block it in time. So it, it, the goal that went in wasn't what you thought it was going to be. It was going to be like a sniper, just some guy. Yeah. He was getting all those. It was a, just a oops. And then that one snuck in. So, yeah, those are the two goals. And then after that, it was a, you know, who's going to flinch first? They came out third period after, you know, dominating in shots and having, I think, 30 up at that point. They put 24 more on yeah. in the third uh, to our three. And we were, you could tell we were running out of gas because when you play without the puck, it's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a lot more of your energy system. And then, you know, overtime came and, you know, we were really running out of gas. You could see it. Um, and then even when they took, we took the penalty, Peds goes to the box for, you know, hooking, I think they called it, um, it, you know, we took, they took a timeout and we double took a timeout just like, I want to make sure our guys are rested. Yeah. Of course they get to rest their guys too. But, um, you know, part of the message was, Hey, it's a real long shot for us to win. So let's mm-hmm. not, let's not go for that in this moment, unless it is obvious you're going to get a one on opportunity. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we, we finish this thing. We didn't do all this work all this time, block all these shots, take all these bumps and bruises to let them get one in the last 45 seconds. Yeah. Let's, let's finish this thing strong and, and let's, let's call the tie the win here just because we got one guy in the box and we haven't been dominating the game. So it was good to see them buy into that and keep the puck out and, you know, get the tie in this situation. Usually a tie we're frustrated. Um, yeah, the other thing in the, the locker room after, you know, I wasn't like, hey, great win or great mm-hmm. tie or great game. It was, hey, we did a lot of really good things here, but what was our objective? And in unison, all, all the guys said to win. And I said, and did we do that? They said, no. And I said, okay, it's good for us to be honest with ourselves, right? We didn't accomplish what we came here to accomplish. There's things to feel good about and everyone's going to tell us this was great, but we have high expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's make sure that we still have a growth mindset and that we want to get better and that we want to turn this type of game into a win next time. You know, whether it's those guys or, you know, any of the other challenging mm-hmm. opponents we have. So I think the guys heard that and, and hopefully we, you know, see an opportunity like this where we play a ranked team and we find a way to win it. Yeah. I mean, we kind of spent a little bit more time there on the Rogers game as it was uh, just a little bit, I feel like more of, kind of the hottest topic, mm-hmm. um, big opponent. But so looking at the week ahead, uh, you got two games this week um, at Apple Valley Burnsville. So you just played them this past Thursday, one game in between, and then you go to their place. I believe it's at Apple Valley. Yeah. Um, so then you then you play Saturday at home versus Egan. That starts a pretty decent home stretch until basically the middle or the start of January. Um, so what are the kind of thoughts looking forward to this just these two games upcoming this week as you got two conference games here 
it's all about habits. Um, I, I don't care who our opponent is. When we go to play, I want us to do the stuff that we're talking about because it's going to translate to playoff wins. And it's going to you know, translate to wins in games like a Rodgers or a Chanhassen or those types of opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we feel a lot of confidence that we should be able to win against Apple Valley Burnsville. But we got to show up. We got to go do it. Um, and we might be able to what we call cheat the game and get away with things against them as an opponent that we will not be able to get away with when we play a Lakeville South or we play a Minnetonka and certainly couldn't get away with when we played Chanhassen. So uh, that was the message today. We didn't have a great practice today. This is Monday. Uh, we play Apple Valley Burnsville tomorrow. Um, you know, I think they're overlooking it a bit. So these are the games I get most nervous about. You know, do we run into a hot goalie? Do we think it's already over? Um, hopefully we take care of take care of business because again we're, we're looking to compete for a conference championship uh, that takes consistency mm. and it doesn't really matter who the opponent is this is a conference opponent um, we can't make excuses for ourselves so this one and egan um, will be challenges in those regards in addition to playing teams that want to win right they're, they're they're coached they practice they have strategies um you know they're they're all everybody's a team and, and wants to win so We've got to do what I said after we had the, the opening two wins. We got to stay humble and we got to keep going and showing up every day and working to get better. And if we can do that this week, um, this will be a really good week for us to take another step in terms of some of our goals. Um, and so we'll see. It's up to the boys. Yep. So five, one, and one through the first seven games, uh, two and oh in the conference, the tied first place between. A decent amount of Eastview, Prior Lake, Rosemont. Uh, conferences just. Play, conference play is just getting kind of started, um, kind of the beginning of uh, or the middle of December, and then normally early January, you kind of start to see the separations between the teams. Uh, so really, obviously, it's nice to be kind of tied for that first spot, but obviously the next week to two weeks is going to be a big indicator of are you gonna, are we going to be able to pull forward in the standings, and that will be a big termination of, like you said, uh, conference championship or competing for one. So um, it's going to be a big week again um, this week. And I know you want to touch a little bit about uh, some of the stuff in the conference, um, but it's pretty still knotted up as uh, conference points goes. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, one team's played three games. The rest have all played uh, two and then Lakeville South has played one. So, you know, there's there's four, including us, that have four points in conference play at this point. Uh, Rosemont, Prior Lake, and Eastview being the other three. Um, and those are going to be teams that are going to compete probably in the top half of it. Um, Lakeville South will certainly be in there as well. So it's it's still pretty early, but, um, yeah, you've, you've got some conference, you know, points and things starting to accumulate, and that'll all shake itself out over time. Um, you know, looking at the statistics, and again, part of this is we played just a good amount of games at this point. Um, one more than at least Rosemont and then a couple more than, than the other teams. Um, so we've, you know, our, our guys lead in some of the statistical categories. You know, Cooper Simpson leads the conference in goals scored. He has 13. Next closest is seven, which also Cooper Siegert has seven. Peyton Chase has six. So we've got three guys there in the top five. That feels great. Uh, but again, it's about consistency. So those are all things that we just got to keep doing. Uh, assists, same thing. You know, Nate Pedersen leads the way with 14 assists. That's something we've tasked him with to be a disher and, um, you know, find ways to make plays by making passes. Of course, he's allowed to score and allowed to shoot, but it's just playing to his strength and maximizing our team ability to win games. Um, and then, you know, Carson Steinhaus right behind him, conference lead with 10 assists. Um, that's his game as well. So we talked to these guys about, hey, you're playmakers. You have shots. You can score goals. You're allowed to do all that. Uh, but be a disher. And then uh, Dalen Klein has seven. And there's a couple other guys in the conference, nine and six. And then, uh, yeah, looking at the goalies, um, Alexi has the most wins with five. Um, there's another guy with four and three. And then Alexi's uh, just off by one in save percentage to have the lead. He's number two. Um, he's got a 9-2-1 save percentage. And the top guy, Gabe Otis, has 9-2-2. So you feel good about where our guys are set up there, um, but we got to keep doing it, right? It's still very early. Where they are today is not where they'll be. I always say um, nobody remembers where you start. They remember how you finish. So uh, we've got to make sure that, that those are the things that are important is that we're you know at the top of the standings in the end. Yeah, so we do our best. Obviously, episode 10 here, uh, back-to-back boys episodes for us. Uh, we try to do our best to kind of uh, talk with the girls' high school coaches and get them on the show. Um, I believe we're coordinating next episode will be a girls' show uh, with Coach Grossman. So we'll get an update for all of our girls' listeners uh, next episode. Um, so glad to we'll 
be happy to uh, go back and kind of touch on the girls and see kind of where they're at um, at this point in their season. So now going into a long-awaited interview that we've had. We get to talk to Bubba. Bubba, uh, head junior varsity coach, um, I believe. How many, how many years have you been JV coach? Uh, this is my fifth season with the team. Uh, second as the head JV coach. Um, or I, th- th- there's a nickname for me, but I'll keep that off the <laughs> podcast. So, uh, yeah, fifth season with the team. So, I got a question right at the hop, um, which, you know, I, I know a little bit about you and we talked pre show, but um, this is my favorite question. I asked it to the Bantam coaches when we had them on as well. Um, just tell us about, you know, favorite hockey memory. Um, as a player and a coach, and let me set it up a little bit. You know, just you know, for those that don't know, uh, like myself, like Yuri, uh, Bubba is an alumni, right? So grew up in Shakopee, played you know youth in high school here, um, and so curious, what is your favorite memory? Whether it was from your days as a young boy and a player, as a coach, uh, or maybe even a memory from from either. Um, what is it? Yeah, uh, favorite memory. You know, as a player was we beat Rosemount in overtime and you know obviously Rosemount's a very good team. Sure, what age is this? This is my sophomore year in high school. Okay, so yeah. so I, a varsity uh, game? It was a varsity game. Um I was a sophomore. I played center. I played center ever since I was a Pee-wee. I wanted to play defense, you know, growing up, but they never let me go back there. I, I just wanted to rip clap bombs from the blue <laughs> line and you know lay the body, you know, get pucks deep and do things like that, but uh, but they wanted you to be a center. They wanted me to be a center. And is isn't that odd? Isn't that normally like everyone's trying to be the center? Yeah. And here's Bubba. Like, I guess, I guess I'll fine. I'll be the center when I really want to be back there being the D. It's great. Yeah, yeah. So I I played center. So long story short, I uh, it was overtime. We were down in Rosemont's end. I won a face off back to Andrew Long, which is uh, actually David Bigowet's um, half brother. Sure, yeah. Uh, who just graduated here a few years ago, and um, I won a face off back to him, and he went bar down right from the top of the circle, and we won and celebrated in the their fans area, and then we uh, which is a penalty now. Yeah, penalty right. now. wasn't then though. Wasn't then. Uh, Plus it's overtime. Definitely, so their fans were uh, flipping us the bird a little <laughs> bit, but we uh, got back in the locker room, and you know. We only got to play this song like four times that year, but it was Electric Avenue. We played Ooh. in the locker room, but yeah, I think we got four or five wins that year. So, I mean, you know, we weren't really... Uh, Getting pretty electric in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's basically the highlight. I mean, our play wasn't very good, but uh, we knew how to throw a good uh, after post-game locker room party. When we did win, it was limited <laughs> times. So. Overtime wins are the best. But it was an overtime win, so it felt pretty good. So. Oh, yeah. I right? guess Rosemount, you know, and... Well, because like you had said, you know, talking about the Rogers game, you're you're stressed, right? Mm-hmm. Fans are stressed, players, every, coaches, every, everyone's stressed. The refs don't want to make a mistake here for sure, yeah. right? And they try and stay out of it. And you get the win in that, and it's just pure joy. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys were jacked, especially when wins were at that time hard to come by. They were scarce. So, I mean, <laughs> we took advantage of every uh, every celebration we're going to take. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Well, cool. Um, I, one of my other favorite questions is, you know, just asking about your upbringing and, and who's made an impact on you. Um, like, who's been someone that's been an influential, you know, mentor or person in your life that's you know, really helped you through the, your journey in the game of hockey, whether it was as a coach or as a player or someone you'd want to highlight that, you know, made a big impact on you? Yeah. So my parents, uh, my dad was raised on a farm in New Prague and he has the coordination of, you know, a blind bat. Yeah. Uh, oh, sure. And uh, so he... <laughs> Randy, he, I didn't say that, by the way. <laughs> he, he knows how to ride a motorcycle, though. He's, he could, you know, pop a wheelie and go 60, you know, on those, uh, you know, back roads in New Prague. But he... I'm sure Lisa loves that. Yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't know his way around a hockey rink or, uh, you know, a basketball court or a baseball diamond, anything like that. But um, good, solid man, uh, great foundations. Uh, and then, yeah, my mom, you know, she was a cheerleader. For the hockey team, actually, mm-hmm. the Sabre hockey team back in the day. Um, but so my hockey upbringing uh, first started with my uncle, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Hag, mm-hmm. And uh, he um, graduated from New Prague as well. And he brought me up in hockey. And um, he doesn't have any children, so he always, uh, you know, kind of looked at us nieces and nephews as his own kids. Mm-hmm. And he treated us like that. So he got me into hockey, um, taught me 
you know, m- most of the things I know from a young age and that's how I got, you know, started like loving the game and we would have chalk talks in my, you know, at my house, like before my games, he'd come over to my house and we would go through plays and stuff together. Cause you know, my parents were just, you know, pat me on the back after the game, give me a chocolate yeah. shake and say I did a good job, but he would be the one who would, uh, you know, point out what I was doing right, what I was doing wrong. So when it comes to hockey, my uncle Jimmy was everything with that. So, so when did you start actually lacing up the skates? I know for me, I started at a really young age. Mm-hmm. Were you one of the kids that kind of started later or were you on the ice pretty much from a really young age? A uh, very young age. I actually started skating. They put me on skates. You know, I don't know. I don't remember it, but when I was two and then I got it's the into same mites, age that I started. got into mites when I was three and then, yeah, I've been, so I started at a really young age and obviously the fruits of my labor didn't pay off you know, <laughs> in the hockey room, but, uh, I, I enjoyed every bit of it and I had a great time, but yeah, I started very young and my favorite sport ever since then was hockey. So, so were you, I know you said you ended up playing center from what peewees on were uh, you... first year peewee. Okay. I started. So what did you center. play during squirts then? Were you... Uh, I played uh, played some wing. I think they tried to hide me at. Uh, I shouldn't say that. They, they, hid, they hid you over at wing. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but, hey, hey, wingers are very important. <laughs> I see where you're back. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they score goals and, and in the D zone they play an important role. Weak side wing, you got to be in the slot. You know, ready for to pick up a guy and also you got to rush out to the point when you need to, you got to get in lane. So it's a very important position. You got to score the goals. Um, but yeah, no, uh, actually Dustin Steinhoff was my squirt a coach both years. Wow. And I got, t- I got a story for you. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get into it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we had a tournament here in Shockby and it was a toilet bowl game. So we were, you know, playing against new Prague we won our very first game of the season. It was midway mm-hmm. through the season. And we ended up throwing our gloves off and our helmets <laughs> off after the win. And mind you, it's the last place game in the Shockley tournament. <laughs> and it's a Sunday. And after the game, Dustin comes in the locker room. That is absolutely embarrassing. <laughs> We're going to Lions Park right now. <laughs> oh so Lions Park's God. the outdoor rink. And uh, I had my cousin's baptism to go to that day. But... You know, I wanted to be a team guy, so I said, I'm missing the baptism. I'm going to go bag skate with my buddies. Does, Bubba, uh, does, does Dustin know this? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if Dustin knows. <laughs> I don't know if Dustin knows. He's learning now. <laughs> I at least didn't tell him that back in that time. Maybe he found out later, but I know at that time I didn't tell him. Yeah, so my parents dropped me off at Lions Park. They leave for New Prague to go to the baptism, and I'm there bag skating with my buddies. <laughs> For it was at least an hour. We're skating boards, Herbie's, the Russian mile, like you name it. So you got undressed here at the rink. Yep. And then got redressed or just had skates on? So we uh, we undressed, like we took our skates off, left our breezers and shin pads okay. on, got in our parents' vehicles. They dropped us off. They drove us to Lions Park, dropped us off at the rink. There's a warming house there. So yeah. like then we finished putting our skates on there and helmets and whatnot. And then. Just went on the ice. And for some reason, back in the day, I feel like everybody had asthma. I mean, there was like eight <laughs> kids on my team with inhalers. And so like they had, they had that excuse to like get out of it a little bit. But, you know, me and like the few and the proud who didn't have asthma, you know, or I guess who were in shape, because I think those kids who had asthma were just out of shape. We, uh, uh, we, yeah, we were just bagging the whole time. And, you know, looking back at it, you know, it actually ended up being a good memory, you know, just working hard and kind of... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dustin, if Dustin were to do that today with squirts, he'd probably, you know, get a big chewing. But I mean, it, our parents were like, yeah, you guys, I mean, listen to your coach. That, that was the mentality. Just listen to what your coach does. That's exactly where my mind's at right now. It's like, okay, so you had other plans. You were you were headed to a baptism, a family event, and mom and dad are like, oh, no, that's canceled for you. You're going to go to this unplanned, impromptu outdoor bag skate and that's too bad right and that's 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 definitely how things were at least that i remember um you know and things are obviously different now and i don't know if it's better or worse but it's definitely different Uh, and what a memory uh dustin if you're listening um you know the boys didn't know any better let them celebrate they won a game (laughs) Uh, but at the same time hey listen you're you're teaching them how to be men how to do it the right way so hey i love it it built character so (laughs) I, i i don't uh 
I don't think it ended up being a bad thing. I thought it was an awesome thing. Great memory. So, Care. Dustin, thank you. At the time, you know, I was a little upset, but who cares? I mean, I was a fourth grader. I was actually a fourth grader at the time. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you know Dustin and you see him at the rink, uh, please give him a jab for this and, yeah. and let him know that this oh. is uh, something you learned about. On I, I remember I the movie Miracle came out probably a couple years prior, and I remember us players being like, this guy is just obsessed with that movie. Yeah. <laughs> he just skated us all the time. Did he say again? I I don't want to like make the story sound like super cool and say that he said that, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. But I, 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 I can't confirm. I I'm can't. going with that. He, he, yeah. he said again. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the lights, you know, remember he had to push the light button at Lions oh, Park, right? Yeah. And then the lights went out and he's like, that's fine. I'll clean up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. was, was he in skates on the rink with you guys or was he just in boots on the side blowing the whistle? You know, like that memory, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like he put his skates on, but he definitely didn't need to if he did. So I, I would imagine that since he... Probably didn't bring his skates to the rink because he was coaching yeah. on the bench. I'm assuming that he was just on standing on the boards. But I, yeah, that part I don't remember. I just remember literally for like an hour just skating and skating and skating, like <laughs> hardly any breaks. I remember kids throwing up, and I remember kids like having a back on, taking their inhaler and stuff. So that that that's what I remember from it. It, it was a sunny day though. I do remember it was sunny, mm. and it was. Yeah, probably around 11 a.m. or so. So it wasn't dark all yet. Oh, so, so you had an early game. We had an early game. Well, because it was a toilet bowl. Oh, yeah. Because so probably like a 9 a.m. game. Afternoon. Yeah, so it's probably like an 8 or 9 o'clock game. You know, because why well, did go to a baptism after? Yeah. And I, you know, church at St. Wentz probably starts at 10. So yeah. I would imagine it, it was like an 8, eight o'clock, 9 o'clock game. So I've skated many hours on that rink at Lions Park. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I've done many of conditioning or bag skates. Um, I don't recall any time ever skating on Lions Park and doing a bag skate. I've skated out there for hours and hours, oh, yeah. and we'd play for fun. Um, but usually the bag skate was in an organized situation indoors. Can I give you some irony? <laughs> so we had a a bag skate at Lions Park in high school because uh, our coach, well, his coach Angstrom at the time, mm-hmm. he didn't want to ruin the ice at the – because we had one sheet of ice at the yeah. time. He didn't want to ruin the ice, so he brought us to Lions Park and it's funny because we bag skated there really hard. And there, there was a lot of uh, doing like circles and stuff and like the, the Russian mile, you know, like, mm-hmm. so you're like cutting up the ice with yeah. your edges. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ed Loisel's team, uh, Matt was probably a peewee at the time, maybe a squirt. Ed was coaching his team and Ed got really ticked off because the ice was all torn up for him. <laughs> and I'm like, looking back in high school, I'm like, Ed, you know you dang well. You bag skate your kids and ruined a lot of sheets. Of ice. I don't feel bad for you at all. <laughs> no question, he did. Um, in his defense, he made that rink in in the times when I was skating there fantastic. Because remember, this is an outdoor rink that was where the bubble was. I'm dating myself, but this is where the bubble was. And so there was, a in the warming house, space for a Zamboni. And there was a Zamboni there. Mm-hmm. And so he would come up on the weekends, Saturday morning, Saturday evening, Sunday morning, and Sunday evening, and Zam for us mm-hmm. all the time. So we had, I mean, some of the best outdoor ice you could ever have. But yes, no question, uh, plenty of times we were bag skated and the ice was destroyed for whichever squirt peewee or bantam team was up next. That definitely happened at Lazell's hands. I actually, so my dad had the keys to the Zam uh, at Lions. So in high school, he would let me take them and me and my buddies would take the Zam on the ice at Lions and clean the ice and Zam it. And that's another core memory with my buddies. And I'd let some of them drive. You know, we never crashed on the boards. We took care of it. You know, but uh, it was nice because if you need some clean ice, you know, you know who to call, right? Yeah, you exactly. Know? But, that. That's why you got the invite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the only reason why Bubba had Well, the that's invite. why we don't have the Zam there anymore. It's probably because <laughs> they found out that Bubba was driving a little bit. <laughs> well, Bubba, let's talk about uh, the junior varsity team in which you are tasked with head coach. Um, obviously, you and I work really close together. Uh, we've had a great working relationship. Um, I've really enjoyed having you on and hope we can do this for a long time. Um, let's talk about, you know, the season. It, you're off to a great start. 
Uh, we, we mentioned the varsity record five one and one. Uh, JV is currently undefeated, right? Sitting at seven and zero. Oh. Um, you know, what are your thoughts about the team? You know, I, I don't want to compare teams in the past, but you know, just in reference to like teams you've worked with, you know, the, the coachability, the focus, the skill, the, the the details. Obviously, they're off to a great start, so it, it, it you know one would assume that they're better. One of our agreements is not to make assumptions, so I'm asking the question. Um, you know, what what are your initial thoughts at seven games in on this team? Yeah, well, the guys. I mean, they're hungry. They want it. We have a good program here with the varsity and JV team. And, you know, I tell these, Roller and I tell these kids, you know, every year that, hey, look, you're here, you are you have a chip on your shoulder. And us as coaches, you know, it's not practical, but we don't want you here. We want you on varsity. Obviously, that's not going to be the case for all of you right now, but that's our goal and that's what we're working towards. And, uh, yeah, the harsh reality is, is only, you know, maybe a couple of you will begin the call up this year, but you never know. You never know what's going to happen. So we, we really don't have to do a lot of yelling or talking at them to like motivate them. You know, we just got to ignite the fire in them that says, all right, me as a player, what am I going to do about it to try and get on that varsity team and get called up? So that fires them up enough. So I mean, they're really an easy group of kids to coach because they, they, we know what they want and we, we feel like we have the knowledge to get them there. Now it's just up to them to put in the work and doing it. So, and they've been, you know, responding really well. Um, actually we had, uh, and, and their character is just out of this world. I mean, so we had a, you know, it's talking about bag skating. I've never bag skated a team you know, as being the JV coach before, but a couple of weeks ago, I did the whole practice, no puck practice for some disciplinary action. And, uh, we, uh, you know, I wasn't planning on skating them the whole practice, but you know, halfway through the ice was pretty cut up. So I'm like, we're not gonna get anything done with pucks on here. So <laughs> let's just keep going. Let's see how hard these guys can go. And isn't it, it's interesting just to, sorry to interrupt, but it's, you, you get a feel out there sometimes too, right? You know what? These guys are responding really well to this, and there's nobody quitting. Let me see if I can push them a little bit further. Let me mm-hmm. see if I can get an understanding of, do these guys break? Do they have a breaking point? What is that? And how can I help them push that a little bit further? And I, I was aware of what was going on out there, and you guys were pushing them, and it was it was encouraging to see how they responded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at one point, like I was, they're on the boards, and you know, like they already got the routine down when I was going to blow the whistle because they're doing, you know, like three or four down and backs on the boards at a time. So they were had the routine down and then I delayed and then I think they thought I was done. But uh, Radke on our team, Evan Radke, he slammed his sticks against the board and he's like, let's go again. <laughs> and when he did that, I blew the whistle and they went, they went again, they went hard, he wanted more. And I was like, dang, these guys are going after it. The whole practice, I did not hear one complaint. I didn't see one guy start purposefully dogging it i mean these guys just went after it and they started cheering each other on it actually was more of a team building thing than anything because i was like yeah you guys can be upset at me you know and i didn't even encourage them to cheer each other on they just started doing that naturally and uh they ended up having a great practice um and at the end of it we were doing a drill where you had to skate all the way around the net back down the goal line and then all the way back Mm -hmm. and they were doing that and then once the goaltender got back to that net and a little bit up further. I, I said, Hey, if you catch that goalie on your down and back all the way to get him, we'll be done with practice. Those goalies didn't know I said that. And I blew the whistle first time. They didn't get it. But the second time, yeah, Evan Radke was busting his tail off and he beat, got the goalie to the goal line by maybe a, a fifth of an inch. He barely got it, but he got it. And he yeah. went hard. And the whole team went hard, you know, and it's the last final minute of an hour bag skate, and they're skating as hard as they can. Mm-hmm. And they because they want it to be done with, because they're like, hey, if we catch them, we're done. And it just, that right there shows you how much your body and is actually capable of. You know, your mind gets in the way, but your body can do a lot of amazing things. And these kids just proved it that day. And yeah, each and every day they just get after and they want to be on that varsity team. And uh, most importantly, like, I think they're, you know, developing 
as hockey players and as young men and learning how to be good teammates and not be selfish. You know, the energy on the bench has been really good this year. They, you know, they're, they're for each other. They're each other on. So a mistake I made in my youth, which I wish I, you know, could take back. And if I was playing now and I knew what I know as a 27 year old versus a 17 year old is just be happy for your teammates. Cause if someone scores and they're scoring more goals than you, you know, don't get upset about it. You, you know, it's going to make the ride way more bumpy, not as fun. But if you're cheering them on, having a good time, you're likely going to do pretty good too because your energy is going to be better. You're going to just be more clear-minded and you're like things are going to bounce your way. So, no um, but yeah, and th- these kids have brought that good energy and that good, uh, um, you know, being good teammates. So that, and that's, that's huge. Yeah, it's it's a good group. Um, no surprises on Evan Radke. He's he's that kind of kid, um, and he's had a you know good start to the season in, in what is his rookie high school year um, with the JV, scoring some goals, making plays, and showing some flashes. So it's good to hear that. And you know when you do skating, or not even just a bag skate, but anything that's really mentally and physically challenging for a group of young men. Um, it can create a team bonding moment, right? It can create that camaraderie, and that's great to hear that. And that's you've got some good leaders, some guys that are in their second season, right, in the program that are are playing JV, and nobody wants to be JV, you know, for a career. Nobody wants to be there all that time. They want to you know, make those advancements. Uh, but to hear you've got, you know, a handful of juniors that are down there and they're playing in the JV experiences and they're developing that leadership and they're putting themselves in positions to get the call up because when we go to ask or we need a guy and we go to talk to the coaches and say, hey, you know, how's this guy? And usually what we're asking is how's his attitude? Right? That's usually the number one question we go and ask you guys. Is, hey, well, how's his attitude? How is he on the bench? Is he being a leader? You know, we, we are watching the game, so we know how they're performing. We don't need you to tell us that. We need to know, like, how are they responding when you coach? Do you enjoy coaching them? Are they fun to be around? You know, are they bringing a good attitude every day? And and these guys are, and that's that's been so cool. So let's talk about some of the guys who are what I would call veterans are in their, you know, second season. Um, you've got a couple of juniors. So on the defensive side, you know, you've got Max Brook. Uh, and you've got you know Ben Whitback back there. Um, what can you say about those two? You know on the defensive end. Uh, yeah, well Max Brook. I mean he. I think he really stepped it up this year compared to where he was at last year. So I've seen improvement in him, and uh, he's moving the puck quicker. He's gotten faster. His shots gotten way better, and uh, he's hitting less shin pads this year. I mean you know every now and again a defenseman's going to hit a shin pad, but he's uh, a lot more heads up play from him this year, and um, I'm very uh, thankful for how he's been, you know, seeing the ice and making the right play, the discipline play. And like, you know, compared to last year, like he, he was a good player last year, but um, there were some times where his decision-making wasn't always there and he was forcing passes, and, but he's way more patient on the blue line. And, uh, you know, if a guy's in his lane to take away the, the shot, you know, he'll get it down in the corner, you know, and that's a fine play. It's better than hitting a shin peg in a shot block. So I really liked, like where he's at in his attitude mainly is what I'm proud of because – uh. Uh, you know, last year there was times where, you know, you could definitely tell he, he, he wouldn't use his words, but his body language, you could tell mm-hmm. he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't playing his best and he's frustrated with it, but, uh, his, uh, body language, his attitude has just been, you know, top notch this year. So, um, yeah, he's been great. And then Ben Whitbeck, I mean, can't say enough good things about the guy. I mean, great attitude. And, um, I know he's been, uh, fluctuating up at varsity and JV and that can be hard on a kid, but he's been, uh handling it very well and when he came down to jv um you know most would think like someone would be you know upset and like probably not have a good practice because they like just don't want to be there but he came and if he was upset he definitely like didn't show it uh if anything he used that you know upset feeling to energize his practice and his practice the last two practices he's had has been phenomenal and been busting his tail off he's been a leader you know to chatting the guys up and uh he's been playing well in practice in these last couple of practices so he, he's a great kid all around great young man good human being and he's uh, got good values and honestly he's a guy that uh you know if i had a daughter his age i'd let him date 
my daughter. You know, yeah. he's that he's that good of a guy. Yeah. So I uh, really like Ben Whitbeck, yeah. Yeah, it's no surprise. Um, you know, they're both the guys that you can see the development happening. You know, Ben uh, had some opportunities to skate in the varsity uh, team last year and, and got some early this year, and, and now it's just a little bit of seasoning that he needs to just work on some things, and we've given him that direction. And he's the type of guy that when you tell him that stuff, he doesn't say, well, what about, or, you know, make these excuses. He looks at you and says, okay, coach, I'll, I'll, I'll make that happen. I'll, I'll make those changes. This is on me. I'll take care of it, right? And he's just very direct in that regard, owns it, accountable to himself, um, so I get why you would say that about, you know, if you had a daughter, that's, that's the type of man that, you know, you, you would think would be, you know, a good fit for that. And he's just, they're two good guys, uh, and their, their leadership has been fun to watch them step into that. Um, cause not everyone gets to see all the things that we get to see mm -hmm. as coaches. So. Well, and a good thing about those two, Max and Ben is that they don't like treat others that like they're inferior to them. You know, they, they're on the same level as them and they treat them like a brother. So I like, that's another great quality that those two have with the team. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about uh, some of the, you know, second year or veteran uh, guys on the forward side. Um, you've got Kyle Krennic, you've got Jack Moe, both are juniors. Um, you also have uh, Nathan Heilman, who's a sophomore played up last year as a freshman, um, you know, all of those guys have had opportunities to dress uh, skate in a varsity game um, at some point this year or last year. And, you know, again, that can be a challenge when you're like, you've had a taste of it and now you're in, you know, a more consistent JV type of role. Um, what can you say about, you know, any of those three? Yeah. So, uh, well, Kyle Krennic is someone, when you show up to the rink, it, you're having a good day or bad day, he's always going to have a smile on his face and give you knucks. And Every ask, time. <laughs> ask how you're doing. And he, he's, He's gonna do well, you know. He, he's uh, he, he's got a business mindset. <laughs> you know, he's always trying to find a way to make a dollar, and yep. uh, he's very interested. And um, I even heard that he like was chatting up my dad at the Chaska game because uh, Kyle's a little bit interested in real estate, and he's a networker. Yeah, so he's, he, and he's got that personality again. He's he, he's he'll look at you. He smiles. How you doing, Coach? It's a great day, you know. And he's got that great attitude, and he will strike up a conversation with someone. You know, in a whole league above him to say, hey, let me pick your brain. So I'm not surprised to hear oh, that. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that right there is going to take him far. I mean, if you could talk to people no matter what level they're on, I mean, you're you're going to do great things. And Kyle's got that. And, he, I mean, he's a great hockey player, too. He, uh, he He's found a way to just have a nose for the net. I mean, he can find ways to get the puck in the net and score goals and can always count on him for that. He's always going to, you know, bust his butt off and – you know, do whatever you tell him to do. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoy having Kyle on the team. And, yeah, so, and Jack Moe, very physical. He's got that, you know, old-school shock to be hockey that, you know, I love to see that. I love to see a guy <laughs> who's willing to lay his body out there. And um, I know he was pretty frustrated uh, with himself on on his play the last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, I told him things he needed to work on to, uh, you know, perform better. And he really took that seriously. And uh, against Rodgers, he played the best game I think he's played all year. Mm -hmm. um, outstanding. Uh, I mean, what I was most proud of, besides the fact that, you know, he moved the puck well, saw the ice well, um, you know, had some good hits. The mo thing I was most proud of of him is that in front of the net, there was a scrum. A guy totally was cross-checking him. And a normal Jack Moe thing to do. And I, he reminds me of myself. I, I am a guy I, who, if someone hits me in front of the net, I mean, they, they better bring their big boy pants because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be taking a swing. But uh, I, I, I know from personal experience and from other teammates that I've played with, it's definitely very similar things. So mm -hmm. I, I can definitely agree, as we know, I, me and some of my buddies uh, were – Penalty box connoisseurs. We uh, like you've been to, in the box once or twice, just a couple uh, times with, with some, uh, you know, not necessarily retaliation, but kind of more of a like you don't do that to me. Yeah, <laughs> I got, you gotta stand your ground a little bit, and there's time and place for it, but totally. And mm -hmm. and Jack's Jack is that guy that's working on what is too much, right? What is too little? What's just right, right? And 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 as he's figuring that balance out, it's just gonna propel his confidence to be able to be a guy that can do the things that need to be done, not only consistently at the JV level, but at the varsity level. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the guy was hitting him in front of the net, and usually, yeah, like I said, we already talked about it, but uh, Jack instead just stood there. He knows he's stronger than the guy. He let the guy just take his shots on him, 
And I, you know, I don't remember exactly if that guy got a penalty, but hey, at least Jack didn't get a penalty. <laughs> so, and he skated back to the bench, you know, and I went to him like, I'm so proud of you, man. I mean, that was just such a good stand up thing for you to do. I mean, cause like one day that you're going to draw a penalty and we're going to be on the power play and we're going to have a heck of a time. And, you know, you're going to be very happy that you can control your emotions because a man who can't control his emotions is a weak man. And I've been there. I, I, I am a weak man at points where I can't control my emotions. Well, so we're all flawed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's just something I've been preaching in the locker room is you got to be disciplined. And, you know, people think a strong man is someone who can just go out there and physically beat the crap out of someone. But a real strong man is someone who can take it, not retaliate, let them get the penalty. And, and then you make it pay. Yeah, and then we make a pay on the scoreboard. So exactly. I mean, yeah, re- really proud of where Jack's at right now, and I think he's gonna keep leveling up. I think he's having a lot more fun right now. Um, yeah, and uh, so Nate Heilman, this kid is another kid that just puts a smile on my face. I mean, great attitude. He uh, he hasn't been like you know his second year, and uh, he's young. He's a sophomore, but he's a big kid, and uh, he's just a kid who wants to learn. He, he, at, he almost every shift he's like coach what should i do there like you know you'll grab the board like what like what should i do in this situation so he, he's eager to learn and that that's a kid i want to coach um so yeah he's just fun to be around he's a he's a big kid he uh he's starting to see the ice a little better um and yeah i'm hoping that he can score some more goals for us so yeah well how about um you know your assistant coach you guys have been together now a couple of years and mm-hmm. you've you know built a bond uh, as all of us coaches of course have but you guys get to spend a little bit more time together uh, coach jordan roller um, what's it like working with coach roller um you know what are the one or two things that you absolutely love about him and maybe one thing that you know you're like yeah i don't know about this guy <laughs> <laughs> well first off roller is an absolute beauty or he's very um, knowledgeable hockey guy. I mean, he knows just so much about the game. He has a lot of experience with uh, just being around the rink and being around uh, higher level teams too. And for our varsity team, he's the eyes in the skies and he's radioing stuff to Ver- Ferns, you know, during the games and taking notes. I mean, he's basically like, uh, you know, in the stands, like varsity assistant coach almost. So he's, he's got a lot of good hockey experience and, um, yeah, we against Chan Hassan actually when we went into overtime, uh, Roller immediately just grabbed the board and drew up the four because we were on a power play. Drew up the four on three power play. We didn't practice it at all, but uh, he just had his idea in mind. Drew it up, and you know Fletcher Reinhardt ended up burying, and we won the game in overtime. So I mean, Roller's got just so much wisdom, and uh, he's a lot, just so much fun to be around, and he uh, keeps it light, but also he's the. He's the coach that can really, you know, if I don't want to yell, he, he's the coach that'll yell if he needs to. So he's not afraid to do that. And, uh, you know, I just love the guy. I love having him, uh, you know, on the staff. And I think he adds, you know, a ton of value. And, you know, he he could be a head coach too if he wanted to. I mean, he's, he's just a, that guy and all the players love him. You know, people, people love the guy. He's easy to talk to, easy to be around. So, yeah, I wouldn't trade him for any other, uh, you know, other guy to coach with, so. Yeah, he's well. Both you and uh, Coach Roller are loved by the players, and that's been consistent year after year. Everyone loves you, um, and you know I think that's part of just your natural personalities, the way that you guys present the JV experience. You know, you don't belittle, you don't make them feel like they're less than, uh, and you really you know pump them up to get the things that they want accomplished on the ice that they're on, so that they can grow into new opportunities. Um, Jordan is, you know, fantastic when I watch him coach and work uh, alongside you with the JV. Um, he's also fantastic during the varsity games. Uh, you mentioned he's the eyes in the sky. So, you know, he's the coach in the stands that, you know, we have Coach Ferns, you know, wear an earpiece and he gets information and we have him, you know, with certain assignments to pay attention to. The number one thing he's usually keeping eyes on that we can't always see from our bench is, you know, what line is coming up next so we can create the, the, the matchups we desire to have guys go out. But there's also other things that he does, and he's he's just into it. You know, it's it's a great staff. Uh, I, I continue to say I'm blessed to have great people around me, and, and Coach Rollers is definitely one of those guys. So you never gave us anything that you said maybe was uh, maybe makes you question the guy, and I'm I'm more just putting you on the spot. So if there's nothing. If it's just he's great, then that's great too. He missed our photo day 
uh, picture day. He did miss photo day, didn't he? Yeah. So if you look closely so, at the photo, he wasn't there. We don't know what he was. He said his alarm didn't go off and like that. Yeah. So uh, from a, a management perspective, you know, that's a little demerit, but he he makes up for it in who he is as a person and what value he brings to the ice. So got nothing bad to say about the guy or nothing that, nothing that he needs to work on. I mean, he does a great job. Um, well, I, I think uh, this has been great, and we've really enjoyed having you on, Bubba. Uh, looking forward to, obviously, the rest of the season and, and working together um, and seeing how long we can keep the JV team rolling hot and, and staying undefeated, right? Seven games, everything's gone great, and you know, obviously every game's a new challenge. Um, like the varsity, we'll have to keep them humble through the next couple with Apple Valley and Apple Valley Burnsville and then Egan, and, and then we know everything gets a little bit tougher uh, the next week headed into to Christmas with Lakeville South and Minnetonka. So um, it's it's been fun uh, and looking forward to seeing how things go the rest of the season with the JV group. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Had a lot of fun tonight. So We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we want to thank you for making it all the way to the end. Hit that follow button to save our podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Also, if you enjoyed the podcast and want to show your support, we encourage you to leave us a five-star rating. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you at the rink.